also, I realized that last episode we may have promised a marriage episode next for episode three. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't? Well, we alluded to something, but we didn't say a marriage episode. Oh. Anyway. Was that supposed to be a secret? <laughs> uh, maybe it was, but let's just roll with this. Okay, well... As you can tell, you're not getting a marriage episode this week. <laughs> you're getting it next week. We ran into a couple of technical difficulties. And so this week, so we don't leave you hanging and because we love you, we are going to present you with a dykening round. Pew, pew, pew. Which is basically the Lesbians or Miracles version of a lightning round. And uh, Leah, why don't you describe what we're going to do? So today on the Instagrams, we <laughs> put forth to all of you guys, um, what questions, if any, do you have about... Oh, excuse me. That was so rude. I'm going to put that on silent right now. What questions do you have about dyke culture or dyke existence or romance? Or this podcast. Or, or this podcast. Or Leah. Or me. Or Jill. Or absolutely anything. And so many of you wrote in with so many insightful questions that we have at the ready right now. And we're ready to just get right into it. Um... And provide some answers, I think, to the best of our ability. All right. We're going to do our best. Short and sweet. Let's get this dykening round underway. All right. So, numero uno question. Favorite story from Cubbyhole? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot. And I think my favorite story, it's hard to condense into a lightning round. Do you know what I'm referring to? I've told no. you about Mattress Girl. Oh, like, how do I readers digest that? Why don't you that's tell your yours? favorite story or your most memorable occasion? I that's, mean, oh, that's my most memorable. I mean, because that's like the biggest story, and it doesn't even the conclusion does not take place at Cubbyhole, but the 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 beginning does. The inception. The yeah. I need a second more to think about mine because to me, I mean, my favorite stories from Cubbyhole, and not to sound like overly sentimental, but are just being there. Oh, hold on, nope, I have my favorite story from <laughs> Cubbyhole. Right, all right, it was. This year, I went in for my birthday, um, and all of you guys came. Oh, my God. That was a blast. That was a blast. It was like not – I mean, my birthday was in August, so it wasn't right on the heels of Pride, but, you know, it was summer. Everybody's energy was up. I had summer Fridays. I was getting out of work at 4.30. Kimmy took me to get a manicure and a pedicure at a place right near Cubbyhole, and then we got there at 4.30, as one does in the summer. And first of all, Kimmy – um, who was being like such a birthday daddy. Sorry, V, but you know, she, it was just like really fucking sweet and cute. Bought me the cubbyhole baseball tee that I've been wanting forever. And then we told Debbie that it was my birthday and she asked the whole bar to sing happy birthday to me. And, you know, everybody did shots in typical cubbyhole fashion, but just all of cubbyhole singing happy birthday to me and saying my name was such a moment of, like, arrival, I guess, for me. You know, like, when I first moved to New York, I used to walk past Cubbyhole and being so kind of intimidated to go inside and thinking it was just this beacon of lesbian existence, and it is, and to now get to the point nine years later where people were singing happy birthday to me and Cubbyhole was just something I will never forget. Oh, that's that's a that's a good story. I know, and there are probably like hookup stories that stemmed from Cubby Hole, but I can't think they obviously weren't significant enough for me to remember. You know? Yeah, see, mine is much grimier than your story, so maybe I'll save that for no, another. No, I don't think you can say the mattress girl story and then just like skate over it. Just give us the a very much abbreviated All right, version. I'm, I'm gonna do my best. Okay, um, it was several years ago. It was summer. 
I was living in New Jersey. I was in the city to interview for a job. The interview went really well, and I spent the whole day in the city feeling great. Ended the day at Cubbyhole, met up with a friend of mine who happened to be my first ever girlfriend, and hadn't seen her in a long time. We got drinks, we're catching up. It's turning into like one of the best days ever. And it was a Monday night. Uh oh. And Cubbyhole filled up. I've never seen it that full on a Monday. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't go there very often because I was living in New Jersey. And so so was it just, was like a special occasion for you even that much more? Yeah, of? yeah. Okay. I had taken the, the, the Tuesday off work as well uh, because I had a lot of vacation time. I had a friend in town. We were all going to go to the beach on the Tuesday. Anyway, off track. Keep it to the story. Yeah, keep uh, to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so it fills up and uh, full of babes, tons of babes. And uh, <laughs> I see this this good-looking good lady checking me out, and I was checking her out, and we, we the group of us all started talking. My friend had to go, and I stuck around because it was still early. The night was young, and my uh, the last train home to Jersey wasn't for another couple hours. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can stick around here. So I stuck around with, with the <laughs> babes, and we're getting to know each other, tossing back some drinks, and... I'm having a great time, but as that's happening, I'm picking up on a couple red flags coming from this cute woman that I am flirting with. Uh, Oh, I love a red flag. Go on. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, it's summer. I'm having fun. We're flirting. She starts sitting on my lap. Mm -hmm. Um, The bar is full. It's like 8 o'clock, still light outside. No, I think by by that point it was like, no, by that point it was probably like 10, getting towards 11. And we're tossing back drinks. The jukebox was on fire. Drinking that booze. Yeah, drinking shit ton of booze. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, were, it was just a fun time. And the red flags kind of start like mounting up. She just let's yes. describe her as a a free spirit. Maybe she was she was really young. Uh, maybe a little unstable perhaps like drinking age and above the age of oh yeah 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 yeah. absolutely i mean i i'm old so when i say she was young i mean she was like 24 and i was probably like 30 yeah Um, that's fine so we're having fun i'm not trying to make anything to make anything of it we (laughs) we start making out a little bit but I'm like not thinking much. I'm like oh, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna catch the last train home totally. to Jersey. This it's was Monday a wild night. cubby hole. Yeah, experience. like this was fun. This is just a fun way to end my day. And I look at my phone and realize I missed the last train to Jersey. <gasps> Shit. I was like busy making out with this kind of unstable babe. Sweet. And missed my train home and started panicking <laughs> because it was a Monday night. I had a number of friends yeah. that lived in Brooklyn, but. Of that number, I was, like, doing the process of elimination of, like, who would be most forgiving of me calling them. Late like, and at, like, drunk. Like, after midnight on yeah. a Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I narrowed that list you down. You can always call me. You know Thank that. you. I did not know you then, but I would have. Okay. Um, Good. But, so I narrowed it down to one person <laughs> and called him, and he did not pick up. Fuck. And she was like, you can stay with me. This is before I called him. And I was like, oh, no, it's cool. I have, I have a friend. And I, like, called him, and he didn't pick up. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And so she goes to the bathroom, and her friend, who she was there with, goes to me and is like, do not go home with her. She is insane. No. <laughs> She's like, you do not want to get involved with her. Oh, my God. And I was like, well, I missed my trade, and no one's picking up my calls, so I'm I am all in. I You're like, just can have I to sleep do it. at your house? <laughs> yeah. I, retrospect, that's what I should have done. Yeah. 
But like, I did appreciate the warning. Help me out. The way the way I was thinking about it at the time was like, okay, it's like midnight now. By the time we get back to her place, it'll be one. Like I only have to like go to bed for a couple. I only have a, yeah. a few hours to kill Catch, before like, the, the commuter before train. The first train home to Jersey. Right. Like, I'll like sleep for like two hours, wake up, take the train back to Manhattan, take NJ Transit home. Done. Be fine. So we get on the L train because, of course, we do. Of course, yes. And, she lives uh, off the L. The first person I I see someone sitting across from me that I kind of knew an acquaintance. And he was just like, "Oh, hi, Jill." And I was like, "Oh, hello, person seeing me here with this drunk, fantastic, unstable woman." Yeah. Was she like acting visibly unstable? Yeah. So getting into that, okay. I, I was trying to be fair to her, but this this is this is part of the story, so why not tell it? So yeah. on the train, she was she was loud, probably because she was drunk. Okay. And she told a a joke, and I have scare quotes around joke because it was I thought you said scare quotes, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was kind of a racist joke. Oh, sweet. And so there were scare quotes. Yeah. So it was one of those moments where I was, and like, I'm trying to like divorce myself from and like mouth to the guy across You're from like, me that I me. know. Call the police. I know. I'm like, can I stay at your place? <laughs> Just like write it on a piece of paper or something. Like send him a Facebook message. Can imagine. I, like, start cutting out letters of a magazine and like make my own <laughs> ransom note. And, uh, and I'm trying to like mouth to him like, don't know her and like, yeah. like I'm just like don't judge me I don't know her I'm just going home with her I, yes shit happened but there was nothing I could do and I was like embarrassed and annoyed and I'm just trapped on the L train with this strange woman that I did Fuck. not want to be hanging out with anymore but I was like we're still going through with it <laughs> so we get we get to her stop and uh it's in Williamsburg and uh she doesn't have a key to her apartment so another red her flag. phone is also dead well, i guess at that point yet another red flag so we go to metropolitan to charge her phone her phone gets a charge she calls her roommate i'm putting quotes around that you'll hear why okay so we get to her apartment which i'm also putting quotes around wow, now. this story is so different than my cubbyhole story i just realized <laughs> this stemmed from the cubbyhole question but i love it thank you for asking such provocative questions go on so we get to her apartment, in quotes, and uh, she's, like, waiting for someone to let her in, and finally one of her roommates, in quotes, shows up. Oh and God. she's like, oh, yeah, don't have my key or whatever, let me in. And I, like, I'm trying to, like, be friendly because he seemed kind of, like, irked with her. What and time I was, like, was it at this point? Like, two, three? Yeah, about two. Yeah, sometime between one and two, I think. And I was just like, oh, don't worry, um... Hey, like, don't worry. I'm just here to rob you. Like, haha, making a joke. Uh-huh. And he was not having it. He just kind of like gave me a, a nasty look, opened the door for us, and like went somewhere. Shit. So it's like this like really messy Williamsburg apartment, and uh, we go upstairs to say hi with one of her roommates. And I'm thinking, okay, now we'll go to her room and call it a night. Uh huh. So she's like, all right, gonna gonna take you to my my bed. She said bed. Yes. Or I, I don't even room. I don't even know what she said, but she leads me outside where there is a mattress in the backyard. Oh my god. Yes. And that's why I call her mattress girl. Don't remember her name. Um 
So, she, yeah, so she takes me to her mattress. I've and- heard this story so many times, and I'm still just sitting here in, like, open-mouthed awe for the record. I was in open-mouthed awe the entire You're night. You were like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Open-mouthed awe. What the fuck did yeah, I do? open-mouthed oh man I gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah I really did it this time <laughs> so I but I like at the time I was like Jill you just had just a couple more hours and you, you can, can leave. do it like, yeah just, that's like, when you really like soldier up in your own head yeah and right? I was like and I was drunk so I was just like this is gonna be a great story to tell on a podcast one day if I make it out alive <laughs> yeah yeah so we started this podcast just because of this story <laughs> little do you guys know now you do so we go to her bed and that's in quotes now not just because it's a mattress the, the story continues should her be in quotes perhaps <laughs> I know. i'm like and it was actually an alpaca no well, no only in the event that the mattress didn't even belong to her is like what i okay you're getting there well spoiler alert so we're we're on the ma- we're in bed we're on the mattress and s- no first of all first she goes inside to like get a beer or something for us and i hear a fight in the house <gasps> And some guy's like, what the fuck? Who are you bringing in my apartment? They, what, they're they're going to rob me? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <gasps> first of all, babies, you're like 21 and I'm 30. Like, I have a full-time job. There's I, nothing I want from you. I was ex- like, I Except am, to sleep on this mattress for two hours. I was like, I'm not going to fucking rob your dirty bed bug apartment. <laughs> like, oh, God damn it. That like really takes me back, you know, <laughs> two places I never want to go again. And, uh, and then she comes back out after I hear the fight and I was like, are you sure everything is okay? Cause at that time I'm thinking like, just get the fuck out of Dodge. Like take the subway back to the city, find any bar that's open. Exactly. Sit in Penn well, Station. I was going to ask just you, like, it. Why, did it cross your mind to just stay at Cubbyhole until it closed at the 4? Thing is, it didn't. And I don't know why it didn't. Yeah. I just felt like I was like, well, my inside is 2020. Like, bed or yeah. something. Well, that's fair. And that's what happened. Yeah. So we get into bed. And into bed. Yeah. Like, we get we get into mattress. I skeeve my way onto the mattress. <laughs> get into, like, a moldy mattress in someone's gnarly backyard oh my god <laughs> and just when i think like the night couldn't get any more surreal some <laughs> other dude comes out and just goes i don't care what you guys do but i'm sleeping in my own bed tonight was not even her backyard mattress <gasps> it was some random dude's I backyard mattress it. and he said i'm sleeping in my own bed tonight yeah so these people have a very fucking loose definition of, like, what a bed is, you know? So the three of us slept in this, like, oh, on this, my. like, twin mattress. Oh, he wasn't kicking you out. He was saying, you can, like, have sex right next to me, but I'm, like, also sleeping yeah. here. Oh, my God. And, like, clearly I was not having sex with yeah. him. Oh, or Jesus Christ. Like, that was... like, please just let the sun come so, up, like, even a fraction of an inch. That was what happened. So I fell asleep and like the first beam of light over the horizon, I like popped up, got out of bed, ran out the door. Got out of bed. Every time you say call it a bed, I just like die. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, went like hopped on that Boiled yourself when you get home. Yeah, took the train home and like the the kicker is that uh, she texted me the next day. (gasps) And was upset and like her and confused as to why I did not wake her up and give her a kiss goodbye. Okay. <laughs> and that's my story. Folks. Well, sorry, I went on way too long. With no, that. I mean you know, lightning round can mean so many things. <laughs> that, like basically, I, I felt like a lightning bolt like 
I don't know. No, yeah, there was like there's I wish some I had gotten metaphor hit by to be found that there. Night. Exactly. If this is the lightning bolt above your heads to never let that happen to you. Shit happens. Learn, learn from me. Yeah. Um, just stay at Cubby Hole until 4. When in doubt, just stay at Cubby Hole until 4 a.m. Exactly. It's probably that's like, the moral of that yeah, story. Yeah, that's the moral of that story. Great. All right. Sorry. Um, this is, you know, we can interpret this however we want. What kind of puss is the best puss? Okay, uh, my I'll go first. Uh, her name is Neko. I was going to say his <laughs> name is Rocco. And look, I have a picture of Rocco Aww. right on top of that question. So, you know. Her name is Neko. She's 12. She's a tuxedo cat. Yes. And she's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And Rocco is, you know, six-ish. Um, his full name is Rocco Rigatoni Ottaviano. I'm looking at him right now, and he's licking his paw. He has a beautiful pink nose. Yeah, he has a beautiful pink nose, and that's the kind of puss that's the best puss to us. <laughs> All right. All right, next. Um, how do lesbians have sex? Lol. <laughs> uh, my answer to when anyone asks that question, especially when it's a straight dude, is if you're asking that question it says way more about you than it does about lesbians. Yeah. Like, you're probably not very good. Have you ever made your girlfriend come? Like, you're not very imaginative. I mean, now we're just, like, eviscerating straight dudes. Yeah, no. For no reason, but maybe there's, well, A lot of them are are very great at sex, I'm sure. A lot of them are great at sex, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. But... But not the type of them who ask that question. Yeah, anyone who asks that question is just... Oh, just stick oh, it in and oh, hammer away. Just open like your mind. You, no, open Jesus your mind. Bo- there, we have so many body parts, and there are so many other body parts that you we can, can buy. use to. Oh, yeah, and also that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, next so question. So use your imagination. And I'm sure, like, all you fucking gross, straight, conservative dudes, whatever, are watching tons of lesbian porn, so you already know. Don't put us well, on the that, spot like that. That doesn't necessarily count, but. Yeah, it's a statistic, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, next. Great. Um, biggest celebrity crush of all time. I don't really have celebrity crushes. I'm really boring. I'm sorry. Like famous person crush. There has to be. I'm. I have to meet like know someone to be attracted to. But you would like loved Patty Shemmel when you were a little kid. No, I. I was just like, I just admired her. Damn, you never had a celebrity crush. I did a lot when I was like a teenager, and now I don't really. But there are a couple of women who, like, if I saw in public, I would, like, probably faint. And I think you know the first one that I'm going to say. I don't. You don't? No. Yes. Mariska Hargitay. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm such a good friend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but I used to love, I was, like, watching something, about, reading an article, about some clickbait bullshit about friends yesterday, and I remembered I used to have such a huge crush on Courtney Cox and Jennifer Aniston that like when friends went off the air I felt like it was my first high school love that was breaking my heart I was I was like really like obsessed and crushy on celebrities it's because Jennifer Aniston has that dyke mouth which we'll we'll talk all about in a future episode oh but that's a really great teaser content I can't believe we haven't introduced that as teaser content just y'all wait for our dyke mouth episode perfect well that question was if you want to know what it is look at Jennifer Aniston yeah or I somebody made a Tumblr about it. It was me, but like seven years ago. <laughs> no, so I, I maybe if you Google Dykebab, you it. can find the Tumblr. I posted on it three times. So maybe, next. maybe it's time to revive it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that was a worthwhile question insofar as it got us to introduce the topic of Dykemouth. More to come on that soon. 
Do you ever imagine <laughs> tight mouth? More to, More come, to come on, on that soon. <laughs> Perfect. I hope y'all, someone's taking notes. We're gonna play this back. <laughs> um, do you ever imagine what your life would be like if you didn't come out? Wow. Oh, that's heavy. Um, no. No. I guess I don't. I imagined it before I came out. And I think a lot now about like how grateful I am to have come out and have been able to come out and have the life that I have. It's something that I like think about and I'm actively grateful for. But I just used to imagine it as being like really sad and bleak and something like I never wanted to do. Yeah. I After I came out, it felt like I dropped all this weight off my shoulders that I didn't realize was there. Like I didn't yeah. realize I was carrying any weight. But then when I came out, I was like, why do I feel so much better and lighter? And uh, so I can't imagine not. But before I did, I still felt, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, I, I just can't imagine not. I can't. Yeah. I, 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 well, that's a fair I answer. I love my life and uh, I wouldn't, There's no wouldn't, other way wouldn't to change be. who I am. But I'm also very privileged to live, to have the family I have, yes. to be born in the time that I'm born definitely you know, the the region that I was born in yep. so there's 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 a lot there and um but no I can't I can't imagine what my life would be like yeah no really me <laughs> I mean that's like someone asking me like could you imagine what your life would be like if like you know like if like, like my dad died when I was a baby like could you imagine what your life would be like if your dad hadn't died no I can't imagine that because he did he yeah did, you know exactly. like that's not my life so I can't imagine it yeah I guess it's never well yeah again it's like never something I think about now but when I was a kid and I knew I was gay, um, it's something I was like, what if I keep dating this guy I pretend to have a crush on and then like I'm scared to come out and like because I've gotten too deep into this and I have to end up marrying him and like I will have known I was gay the whole time. Like I used to think about shit like that when I was a little kid and then when I came out, it was like I was lighter but like... I know. I think I just had a different relationship to my sexuality and like was aware of it and panicked about it in a way that informed my childhood in a way that's not a lot of other gay or queer people's experiences. But when I came out, like I felt significantly lighter, but like I knew why, you know? Yeah. I barely dated men. My relationship with men didn't last. Yeah. Oh, mine were always like for pretend. Like, and most of the men I dated were gay themselves. Yeah. That I love. I don't know if any of the men that I dated were. I know some of the men that I dated weren't and some of the men that I I dated definitely could have been, but yeah, I'd either like be making like a really wonderful guy miserable because I would never sleep with him yeah like 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 the guys i dated were actually really awesome guys right they didn't deserve like there were people that like i really enjoyed being around yeah you're like i love you i just don't want to yeah so i'm glad that i didn't have to you know cause that kind of pain to a guy yeah and there are people who do kind of i mean not kind of have to stay in the closet their whole life or also know that they're gay and you know marry a member of the opposite sex for whatever reason so i don't know it's not lost on me how how lucky lucky we are Yeah, yeah me too i think like that's the most important thing to underscore okay awesome next um what do lesbians think of straights hanging out in lesbian bars uh i think um I think it's cool if you have like 
a, a, a like a a queer person with you. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Uh yeah. I just yeah, maybe like don't come with all your straight friends and only your straight friends. Like, like go there to support your queer and friends. And be, like, respectful of the space. Yeah, be respectful of the space. Uh, just realize it's not all about you. and um, Be a good ally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I love, like, when our friends come to Cubbyhole with yeah. us. Yeah, and, and honestly, like, becoming friends with you and your group of friends, you're my primary group of queer friends. Like, most of my, like, tight <laughs> friends other than you guys. We just high-fived yeah, on that high-fived. in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but most of my, like, really close friends other than you are straight. Yeah. So I would make them come to gay places with me because I had no one else to come with me. So right. I think it's super acceptable because I have been in the situation where I'm like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do if of I want to go to a gay bar? I, I have to go alone because all my friends are straight. No, fuck that. And all of our friends are like hella woke and respectful and etc. So yeah, that's our answer. Just like don't be an asshole, but like that goes for straight people too. Don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know? Great. Next. Don't <laughs> Do lesbians hate men? <laughs> um, only when they ask questions like that and make me talk about them all the time. Or like ask like <laughs> pieces of shit. It's like I hate bad people and I like good people, you know? Yeah. Next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all the time I want to spend talking okay, great. about that. Uh, what do you think of women who used to date girls but now exclusively date men? Um, Here for all of you guys who can't see is a picture of <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres and Anne Hayes. Oh, that was a moment. <laughs> yes, it was. I mean, I good for the, you know sexuality I, I is want, fluid. I want everyone to be happy, Fuck and yeah. uh, if if dating men makes some people happy, go date men. It can't men. be and that bad. If dating women makes you happy, do that. I I what do I think of? I, I don't know. I I don't like. Yeah. Are they dating me? You no. Know what? <laughs> when there have been times when like. I've known a couple, and you can identify however you want, and this is such like a slippery slope and a gray area and something that I want to choose my words really wisely around, so I just want to preface it with that, but there have been lesbians I've known who were like, just, you know, great lesbians, and then they went and dated a dude and they're still great people, but I always <laughs> just still, felt they're still they're cool, still great man. people. Yeah, but I always just felt like a little bit of a sense of loss. Like, oh, that's too bad. Oh. Like, good for her, but like we lost a good one, you know. Uh, I think it's funny. So I, I I stole Leah's phone so I could read this question, and it just says, "What do you think of women who used to date girls but now exclusively date men?" So I mean. I don't know what that is because not that I don't know what that is, but like you can be a bisexual woman who used to date girls, but exclusively date men and still be bisexual. You could be yeah. a woman who identified as a lesbian and now kind of realize that you identify as straight, you know, like that, like that, that wording just can be a lot of different people. Yeah. And, um, and you know, as long as you're a, a nice person and don't make, as long as you don't invalidate, uh, queer people and yes. your queer experience then I I'm, think that's I'm, important I'm cool with you, you I mean I the majority of my serious relationships have been with women who also date men uh-huh. and um, some of them when they ended ha- have ended up with men and some of them haven't and I love them all good for them alright hell yeah next I'm a dude. If my girlfriend used to date women, is she gay? 
have you asked her? <laughs> I think if she's dating you, then no, she's not gay. She might say she. She <laughs> might say that like, she is. Again, we don't want to identify. Looking at season three of the L yeah, word, we're not, it's so problematic. Tina, just, was there that season four? Tina's dating Henry, and she still identifies as a lesbian. And everybody gets so pissed, especially remember Jenny like ices her so hard. When it's like, bitch, please. Like, <laughs> your sexuality has ever been fixed. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not up to me to police anyone's sexuality. But Tina sexuality, was so but, shitty about that that I was like, eh, fuck Tina. Like, bi erasure is a thing. And, like, it almost makes like, I'm like, why, why don't you identify as bi then if you love yeah. me? You know? I mean, but who am I to say that? Like, because I have no right to say that. Of course. But um, I also, like, I, I, I dated someone who identified as a lesbian and openly admitted like they enjoyed sex with men and they were open to dating men, et cetera, et cetera. And I, and I asked like, like, okay, if you identify as lesbian, like, co- like, cool, like be a lesbian, that's fine. But, um, but like why I, I was like, why don't you identify as like bi that's or bi. pan or just queer? And she was just like, I don't know why the word bi bothers me. I, she's, for some reason... Well, there's a, a lot of stigma The identity the of bi, bi felt uncomfortable for her. Like, we talked about it. Like, it was a really open, honest conversation, and we talked about it. And for whatever reason, the identity of bisexual, even though, like, if you, like, took, like, the... Like, her behavior or whatever. And for, like, the textbook and, and, and definition. Even, and even, like, what she would be open to in the future would fit like being bisexual or pansexual but um but she didn't she just didn't want to use that word she she said that she herself was like a little prejudiced and judgy towards that word and um the more we talked about it she, we she kind of settled on the fact that like maybe she saw herself as more homo romantic and bisexual uh-huh. and the fact that as as someone who wanted to like date and settle with someone romantically maybe the fact that she saw herself as settling with a woman made her more apt to call herself a lesbian. And that makes sense to me. Yeah. My knee-jerk reaction in, like, my gut, and it's not something I'm proud of, but is that bothers me because lesbian invisibility and lesbian invalidation by the same token is such a thing. And, like, yes, I think we should have expansive definitions around these sort of, like, ways of being. And, yes, I absolutely believe that people's sexual sexuality and identity is fluid but you know there's also a certain privilege that you enjoy when you're somebody who's presenting as a cisgendered woman who like walks down the street with somebody who's presenting slash is a cisgendered man that like lesbians don't have or I don't know my knee-jerk reaction is like sometimes the word lesbian gets thrown around too freely and by people, I don't know. It's just, you know. Yeah, I feel like this is something we could, like, go really go deep really into. And being into. that this is a dykening round, we might save some of the deepness for a later episode. Okay, that's fair. I think I just wanted to, like, cop to the fact that I was like, yes, I understand, and I think that's totally cool, and, like, objectively it's totally cool, but there's something about it that I'm just like, Eh, that person is like queer or pansexual. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're, and we're, we, you know, we're, words have meaning. Yeah, that's what it. Okay. Yeah. So next, um, second to last one. My teenage daughter might be gay. Do you have any advice on how to create an environment where she can, and then it gets cut off? 
but I assume it's like feel comfortable coming out, thrive, talk to her parents, whatever. <laughs> Be converted whatever. to straight. Well, no. she, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, oh, do you want to go first or? Um, you know, I guess I can only speak to my experience and. When I was like, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but like when I was gay and knew it and didn't want to say it. When you were me, gay. When I was when I was gay, but in the closet. Yeah. Um, I always thought it would be easier if somebody was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you gay? Because then I just would have been able to say yes or no. And like, it wouldn't be up to me to incite a whole discussion. But your mom it. even? Yeah, especially my mom. Huh. I think I like acted out in certain ways to show people that there was something like going on with me, but I couldn't articulate it for myself. And that was just for me. I had like wanted somebody to ask like, what was up with me? And to ask the question, but parents... And their relationships with their kids. And I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But I feel like they're so particular. And, you know, it could maybe be problematic to even make a generalized recommendation because each situation is different. But I would just say, just try and make yourself as open and available as you can be. Um, And, like, maybe drop subtle hints, even though... That might be awkward for everyone and just try and let your kid come to you but create an environment where they feel like they can and they know that it's a safe and accepting space. Whatever form that might take for you in your life. Yeah. I, to add to that, I would say uh, make sure that they know that you are okay with gayness in general i mean don't be like oh i'm cool i'm cool i love ellen did you watch ellen it's so good um but but, you know just just kind of like make make sure that it's understood that you're 100 percent okay with gay people in general no matter what um make sure it's understood that your love is totally unconditional um I actually, my first thought was almost a little different from yours as far as uh, wishing that someone would have kind of given you a little nudge because I was going to say, like, don't try to, like, pry it out of her uh, because teens get embarrassed easily and sometimes they're not ready and there's nothing more humiliating than your parent talking to you about, like... I'm not saying, like go knock on little Susie's room and be like, are you gay? But just, you know, like if there's ever anything you want to talk to me about, you can talk to me about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of parents say that to their kids and kids, you know, have their own experiences and they have their own experiences at school too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, kids and teens are afraid to come out not only because of their parents' reaction, but because of the reaction of their peers and I don't know, kids now are growing up with like all this social media and all of this access to one another. So I would imagine that makes those situations even more dire. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day, everyone comes out at their own, on, on their own, it's, it's on, their, all, own on their own time. Yeah. On their own terms and at their own time. And uh, all you can do is just try and make that pathway as, as smooth as you can. Yeah. You know? Keep an, and, you know, maybe keep a distance, but keep an eye on them and make sure. And also open your mind. Okay. Maybe, maybe you see them exhibiting things that you think make them gay, and maybe they're not. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something else. Maybe 
Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe they're experimenting like teeny, 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 the teenage years are a time of great change. They sure are. Thank God we're over that. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know. Just try and be as chill as Just possible. Just be gentle. Yeah. I know that's easy for me to say because I'm not a parent, but uh, final and last question. Um, hot Cheetos or regular Cheetos? I think that's a really good way to close this out. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a classic Cheeto gal. You're a ch- classic Cheeto gal. I can go either way. Um, but when I'm in the mood for a hot Cheeto, it's the only thing that can satisfy my craving. Well, what do you call the dust on your fingers? Cheeto dust? Cheetle. Cheetle? Yeah, that's what it's like called. Like Don Cheetle? Yep. That's what I think of when you it's, say that. That's the technical term for it. It's called Is Cheetle. Cheetle? Mm-hmm. All right. So make sure you uh, wash that Cheetle off. Actually, no, no one washes the Cheetle off their hands. Is they that like a thing off. like people say Cheetle? <laughs> it's just a thing that my friend says. Okay. But I like, was trying like, to fool you into thinking it was oh, real. Oh, fuck. So then I just like go out in the world and so I'm like, duh, look I'm it like, up in the Wikipedia dictionary. It's fucking Cheetle. How did you not know? Okay. So we know... We don't know this. We feel like we've talked a lot about a lot of different things, maybe imparted some knowledge, maybe not. But I think if nothing else, you can go forth from this episode um, knowing that Cheeto dust is called Cheetle and knowing how to avoid ending up on a mattress that doesn't even belong to the girl you are making out with that cubby hole. Yeah. Knowing what else? Knowing. What uh, puss is our favorite puss? Mm-hmm. Knowing. Uh, what to do when you're a parent to a gay kid because we can totally speak to Because we're absolutely authorities <laughs> on that. pro-parents. Knowing that if you're a straight person and you want to go in a gay bar, you hella can. But just like be respectful be of the space. And be aware. thoughtful and maybe buy a gay person a drink. It would Ooh, be yeah. a nice gesture. And like give up your seat to me Give up particular. your seat, especially if you're at Cubbyhole. Especially There's like 12 seats there. in that place. That I do have strong opinions about. Like unless you're a gay woman, <laughs> give the gay woman the front row seats at the Cubbyhole. That's I a know, perfect like note to sign off on. We're trying to get, you know. Yeah, we're there for a reason. We <laughs> love seeing you, but like just behind us. Help a girl out. Help, help a girl out. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to have a great episode for you next week. Stay tuned next week. Uh, It's going to be a good one. And we hope you'll keep tuning in. And as always, lesbians are miracles. miracles.